What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Oh, man, are people going to hate this movie? I'm Andrew Green with this edition of Flick Pick. This past weekend, I saw Halloween Ends at Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor. Halloween Ends is, you guessed it, the latest Halloween film. This one seeks to end the trilogy started with Halloween 2018. That's the Halloween film that brought back Jamie Lee Curtis to face off against Michael Myers, apparently taking place after the events of the first Halloween film, but ignoring all the other ones after that. That was fine with me. I thought the 2018 Halloween film was pretty good. And then after that, we got Halloween Kills, which was terrible. In Halloween Kills, Jamie Lee Curtis mostly laid in a hospital bed while a seemingly invincible Michael Myers ran amok throughout the town of Haydenfield. A stupid angry mob formed that chased down Michael Myers and they beat him in the street, leaving him for dead. Somehow, though, he survived and disappeared. Of course. So now, here we are with Halloween Ends, which follows the events of Halloween Kills. And I have to say, I actually really loved this movie. The audience reactions for it have been terrible, and I understand why. I'll get into all that in a minute. But I respected this movie. Halloween Ends actually does something interesting with the Halloween property for the first time in I don't know how long. In my opinion, this is the best Halloween movie since maybe Halloween 4. And it's all because the film does exactly what most people did not want it to do. Okay, so in Halloween Ends, Michael Myers has retreated into the sewers. He's hiding out down there and basically is not in very much of this movie at all. Instead, our focus shifts to a young character named Corey Cunningham. And Corey sort of spends the movie going from being good to being beaten down by the town and finally becoming evil. In a weird non-verbal way, he's sort of taken in as the protege of Michael Myers. It's Corey who's the villain mostly of this film. And I thought that was great. I found Halloween ends to be refreshing. It's actually doing something interesting and a little different, rather than just having Michael Myers run around the town murdering people again. And this is why most people have not enjoyed Halloween Ends. The vast majority of the criticisms I've heard of this film involve the fact that Michael Myers isn't in it that much, and that a lot of the things established by Halloween Kills are dropped. But you see, here's the thing. Halloween Kills was a crappy movie. In it, Michael Myers became an invincible zombie a la Jason Voorhees, who simply couldn't be stopped. If you think about it, by that point in the timeline, Michael Myers was probably about 70 years old, and yet he spent the movie surviving a house fire, escaping, defeating a gang of like 30 axe-wielding firefighters in a fight, escaping, running around the town murdering more people, and escaping over and over again, getting chased by an angry mob, escaping them, getting beaten by the angry mob, and in a way that would have killed just about anyone, let alone a 70-year-old man who spent the last 40 years in a mental home, and then he escaped again. Meanwhile, the townsfolk of Haydenfield roamed around the streets saying, evil dies tonight, over and over again, like they had this catchphrase that was only intended for the poster of the film, but they actually crammed it into the movie too much. And again, Jamie Lee Curtis did virtually nothing for the film. Halloween Kills sucked. 
So here I am in 2022 with Halloween Ends, a film that largely ignores a lot of the stuff established in Halloween Kills, and I'm perfectly cool with that. Halloween Ends does a drastic course correction, shifts the focus of everything, and spares us yet another tired film of Michael Myers running around Haydenfield killing people and escaping. This film actually does something interesting, and I loved it. I don't know why somebody would be upset by this movie unless, for whatever reason, they were invested in the events of Halloween Kills. And okay, fine. Look, if you enjoyed Halloween Kills and you wanted to continue down that path, I guess I respect that. If that's what you wanted, okay, that's not what Halloween Ends gives us. Halloween Ends tips its hat to an extent at Halloween Kills by continuing this idea of Haydenfield being a dark, miserable place full of angry people, which in reality it probably would be, but it doesn't have the angry mob roaming the streets. And yes, it does not have Michael Myers roaming the streets. Anyone who sees this film should be aware of that before they even walk in. If you're looking for another average Halloween film, this ain't it. This jettisons most of the stuff you'd expect a Halloween sequel to have, and instead passes the torch on to Corey Cunningham here. I respect this movie for doing it. Okay, so, in Halloween Ends, we've got Michael Myers hiding out in the sewers, and we switch our focus to Corey Cunningham. At the beginning of the film, Corey Cunningham is a prospective college student who takes a job babysitting a spoiled rich kid on Halloween night. The stupid spoiled rich kid pulls a bunch of pranks on him, which leads to an accident that kills the kid. From there, the entire town turns on young Corey Cunningham, even though it's not really his fault this kid died. And despite the fact that he's acquitted of any criminal charges, he's sort of ostracized by the town. Corey takes a job at his father's junkyard repairing vehicles, and that's what's going on with him for a while until he meets Allison, the granddaughter of Lori Strode. She lives with grandmother Lori Strode, who in this film is no longer cowering in a compound, but instead trying to live a normal suburban life in Haydenfield. We even get scenes of Lori Strode baking pumpkin pies, and she writes in a journal trying to exercise the demons that her experiences with Michael Myers have implanted in her over the years. So, Lori's trying to live a normal life now with her granddaughter until the granddaughter meets young Corey Cunningham and the two start dating. At first, Lori is accepting of Corey, but then something happens. The nasty folk of Haydenfield push Corey a little too far at one point, and that's when he comes into contact with Michael Myers hiding out down in the sewer. And you know what? Michael Myers hiding out in the sewer in this movie kind of reminded me of Lestat from the end of Interview with a Vampire. Remember that movie? At the end of the film, Tom Cruise's Lestat has been hiding out in like a belfry or a sewer or some abandoned mansion for like a hundred years, having not feasted on the blood of any human beings, and he's completely weak. Lestat has barely been surviving at that point on just rat's blood until Brad Pitt finds him and essentially hands him Christian Slater. At the end of Interview with the Vampire, the previously weakened Lestat is reinvigorated because he's just drank human blood for the first time in decades. And I kind of feel there's a similarity there to what's going on with Michael Myers in Halloween Ends. Michael Myers has been hiding out in the sewers for a while here after having endured a severe beating, and he hasn't killed anyone for a while, so he's weak. Yes, Michael Myers in this movie is kind of pathetic. It's his encounter with Corey Cunningham that starts to reinvigorate him. Corey kills someone, and it's almost like evil flows between him and Michael Myers. This puts some pep back into Michael Myers' step, but still, Corey Cunningham remains our main killer in this film. But there's a problem. He's dating Laurie Strode's granddaughter, and Laurie starts to sense the darkness in him. Okay, now, I won't spoil the movie any more than I already have. Sorry, I really have spoiled the film. But yeah, that's what Halloween Kills is. It passes the torch from Michael Myers over to Corey Cunningham, and I thought Corey was a pretty good character. I also liked Allison, Laurie Strode's granddaughter, and of course I'm happy to see Laurie Strode. 
I liked what they were doing with her here more than I did with Halloween 2018. And it's all set against the backdrop of this downtrodden town that has been deeply traumatized by the fact that a serial killer is run amok here every few years on Halloween. There are people who live here and they're all deeply traumatized and angry because every so often this escaped mental patient shows up and murders a bunch of their neighbors. So yeah, Halloween ends is this nasty town essentially turning Corey Cunningham evil and also shunning young Allison because of her association with Laurie Strode and the two find each other and a sort of new evil is born. I thought that was great and refreshing. Now, I will say the end of the film does bring back Michael Myers. Laurie Strode does get her big showdown with Michael in her kitchen as the trailers promise. And yes, the movie ends with Michael Myers being destroyed once and for all. Yet another thing that I liked. I mean, how many times do we have to watch a movie where Michael Myers runs around this town killing people? To me, Michael Myers is only scary if he's human. I mentioned Halloween 4 earlier, and yes, I think that's one of the better Halloween films because in that movie, we see Michael Myers as vulnerable. There's a scene in Halloween 4 when Michael takes off his mask and we see that he's human. We also see that he's susceptible to emotional pleas. To me, a dimension like that for the character makes him more intimidating. I want Michael Myers to be human. I don't want him to be like Jason Voorhees where he's completely invincible and just keeps coming back to life over and over again. And that's what they did with him in Halloween Kills. Here though, we've got a drastic course correction where Michael is more or less back to being human. And then you know what they do? They kill him once and for all. And I mean, they really do. There's no way that this iteration of the Halloween series can bring back Michael Myers unless they pull some Friday the 13th level crap. And I do hope that the Halloween series has more dignity than to do that. Only time will tell. So yeah, back to the people who have not enjoyed this movie. Like I said, it's not a normal Halloween film. This is not Michael Myers running around murdering people. This is different. They're doing something different here. And I respect the hell out of it for that. Halloween Ends is a good way to end this franchise, at least until some schmuck reboots it again. My main complaint about Halloween Kills is there is some shaky cam with action scenes shot in the dark. Like when Laurie Strode has her final battle with Michael Myers, we really can't see a whole lot of it. And I found that to be annoying. I thought the performances were all good. And I love the atmosphere this film sets up. It was about time that somebody did something interesting with this series. By the way, I will note, the film's opening credits feature the same font as Halloween 3, which is the other freak in the Halloween series that everyone hated when it first came out, but now people like. Maybe one day people will appreciate Halloween Kills in the same way that they've come to appreciate Halloween 3. But for the time being, yeah, it appears as though the consensus is this movie is bad. I disagree completely. I liked the heck out of Halloween Ends, and I give it a 4 out of 5 for this edition of Flick Pick.